Today is the final uh, lesson in the book. It has been a good book. I've really appreciated it. And we're going to go to a little bit more of a, of a thorough uh, study that you might want to get the book if you don't have it. Many of you probably have maybe had it in the past, but it's a book entitled Changed Into His Image. How many have been through that book? Okay. Um, it's the kind of book you could go through 20 times and still not plumb the depths of it. And it's also going to be a challenge for me to actually cover it thoroughly as I should, but I'm going to cover the highlights. So if you can get the book, it would be a help to you. Um, and would all of you agree with that, that have read it and so forth? Okay. Uh, Jim Berg, Jim Berg changed into his image. So uh, we will look forward to going over that because we've been looking at a lot of practical things. They're all, she's handled it very biblically, but probably a good thing to, uh, to now just really come to grips with the Christian life and the different issues. And so I think you'll find some very insightful things as we go along here. So that starts actually next week because this is the final lesson uh, for this one. So let's have a word of prayer and we will begin. Lord, would you bless now this time? Thank you for each of these dear ladies. I pray that you will give wisdom and guidance as we uh, communicate truth. And Lord, would your spirit have control now, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Turn with me to Ephesians chapter 5. If you have your Bible here with you, Ephesians chapter 5. We have uh, alluded to these verses previously, but this is the uh, text that our author has chosen as a concluding emphasis here uh, in this book on managing our lives. And of course, Ephesians 4 and 5 is a, an application of the great teaching on uh, this age and how the, uh, what God wants to do through the church and so forth. And, and uh, you have the great emphasis on being filled with the Spirit. But if you look with me at verse 15, see then that ye walk circumspectly, carefully, accurately, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Wonderful verses. I could preach a series out of just those three verses. Uh, so much there. But redeeming the time. And the next verse is, be not drunk with wine where it is excess. Isn't that sort of funny that just fits in there? Well, the idea is don't escape. Don't use artificial means to escape life but be filled with the Spirit. You can do this, but it's done through the power of the Spirit. So let me give some of the emphases here, some things that are, I believe, a big help. Uh, and so we want to look at really the idea of making the most of our time. How can we manage our lives in a way that pleases God and, uh, and really be what God wants us uh, to be. And that's really, because we are, you all are busy ladies, lots of things demand your time, and we can actually do lots and lots of things and be worn out and finish the day and not feel like we've done anything that's important. And, uh, and there's not fulfillment in that. American life can be very busy. 
Um, but it's only God that can make it fulfilling and purposeful. So, to redeem the time, me, the word means to reclaim, recover, retrieve. I like the word rescue. <laughs> regain it. In other words, we only have so much time. You can't make more time. You have 24 hours a day. You only have so much time. And frankly, we wouldn't want to have 25 hours in a day. God made it perfectly, 24 hours in a day. And, um, but that we've got to get in control. It's management not of time. It's management of what? Us. It's not of it. It is of whom. Uh, we need to allow God to manage us. So, some thoughts here. We redeem time when we make the most of our life. We redeem time by making the most of our life here on this evil world by fulfilling God's purposes. You see, we rescue the few moments of life that we have and make them valuable when we begin to get right in line, like we've talked the last couple of weeks, right in line with God's purpose for our life. We get into the master plan. We understand that God's gifted us. We understand that there is a big purpose doesn't matter what all is happening around us that might discourage us. God has brought us to the kingdom for a time as this, and our lives, each one, are very important for the cause of Christ. And so uh, if our life lines up with what God wants us to do for Him and, and, and having a relationship with Him and accomplishing our responsibilities, well then, that's the right management of life. And uh, that, so it really gets down, honestly, you can't manage your life right. You can read every book on, on time management, on, on home management, but if you don't have God's purpose, it'll, not, it'll never click. It's got to be, I am sold out to God's purpose. We've been hearing some wonderful preaching in this conference on being all in. All in, no reserve, completely given over to what God wants. You know, we don't know our own hearts. We really hold on to different sections of our life. Uh, we, uh, many times, we want to serve God, but we fit that into other things that are important to us. We have to start with what does God want, and then He will give us what we, and we'll enjoy. Listen, you enjoy life far more when you're doing it God's way. It's just amazing. And uh, so I do want to encourage you uh, to understand that we redeem time when we make the most of our life. Uh, then we redeem time when we make use of them of our of our time, the minutes, the hours, and the days. And um, we do need to, to prioritize our scheduling, and that'll come up a little bit more as we go along here. Uh, but we, based upon giving our life to the Lord and serving Him, we can then make right priority judgments. I remember I've said many times, I'm all for having. Uh, a task list because we need to know what we're supposed to do but then that task list must be prioritized because what happens is we will do the easiest and the most present thing rather than the most important thing and you can check off you will we love to check off on a task list but you can end the day feeling very unfulfilled because you didn't do the big things uh, because that's not I mean the flesh is going to battle and Satan is going to battle that's why you have to redeem the time by having a life purpose that then guides the choices that you make. And even though we have a lot of distractions in life, 
at least 60% of your day, you are going to accomplish that which you know is God's will, and that's you're set upon that. And that's where real fulfillment comes. So it's very important that you have a priority task list, not just a to-do list. A to-do list is where you start because you learn what you need to do, then you prioritize it. Then we redeem our time when we purposefully and prayerfully ask God for wisdom. And oh, is this important. Did you ask the Spirit this morning to guide you, direct you, and give you wisdom as you make choices for the priorities of the day? Uh, we have the right to ask, and He has promised to give it. Uh, the, the Spirit of God as a believer, is a, He is right there to commune with us, to direct us, and to guide us. And you can have a, a real sense of His leadership moment by moment. One of the most important things you can do is to be very aware spiritually of God through the day. And there's a great comfort when you know that he said, no, I want you to do this, not that. No, that's the highest priority. Uh, here's what I want you to say. And as you read the word and as you meditate and as you talk to the Lord, I mean, you ought to talk to the Lord. When the Bible says pray without ceasing, it means it. You know, be in fellowship with God. And you can redeem the time when you let him lead. And he's going to cause you to do things. He's going to say, speak to that person. Or uh, remember the priority of this. And it'll give you confidence then to do that which is his will. Uh, so do not miss the precious, precious reality of walking in the Spirit. Now that won't work if you are willfully not right with God in some area. Uh, that's just not going to work. But if you're open-hearted to the Lord, it's the most precious thing in the world to walk with Him. The Holy Spirit is a person. He wants to commune with you. He wants to encourage you. He wants to guide you. He will give you wisdom on how to solve the priority problems. And um, so that's, that, that is absolutely essential, as she says, in redeeming the time. And then we redeem time when we realize that we cannot manage time. Time is unmanageable. As I've already said, who do we have to manage? Us, okay? And so we need spiritual discipline in our lives. There is always enough time to do the will of God. The issue is us knowing the will of God and doing it. There are way too many things for us to do if we're not doing the will of God. And a lot of legitimate things, right? I just uh, yesterday began to look at what I have in the next two weeks. And I remember that, that thought always comes, this is impossible. And then I have to practice what I preach. Uh, there is always enough time to do the will of God. And there is. But that means that time's really got to be managed, but time can't be managed. I got to manage this old buzzard, you know. I got I to gotta get him under control by the grace of God. And uh, it's exciting. So, um, so as we finish out this book, we really need, as she says, to look into ourselves very honestly and um, ask, um, do we really want God's will? Do we really want Him to be glorified? And then what is it? What is in the myriad of details that we're involved in that keeps us? You know, why don't we reach people? Why don't we communicate like we should? Uh, 
Why don't we uh, accomplish in our relationships what we ought to accomplish? If it's true that there is enough time, then that means that there are things that have got to be taken out of our life so that we can put in that which is most important, right? And so without being introspective, you really need, and it's a very good practice every month or so to just step back and look and say, all right, Lord, what little habits of coping do I have? What wasted times do I have? What things really need to go? And um, uh, we need to be very uh, careful uh, about all of that. So we need to be very careful about time robbers. And um, I'm going to get on my hobby horse again, but what's one of the big time wasters today? Technology, Technology of all sorts. The old-fashioned phone. Now, there are none of those around, but the cell phone. <laughs> that used to be the big deal. But entertainment um, and, uh, and social media. By the way, and I'll probably mention this, to the church just two days ago, or no, it's about three or four days ago, the uh, New York Times came out with uh, a very scary report, and it's very interesting the New York Times came out with this, that children that start in, um, at age 12 to 15 who are involved in social media um, begin to be programmed to do everything they do for rewards. Their brain is totally changed and they're manipulated very easily. It's a very dangerous thing that's happening in our culture. And some of this, I feel, is by design. Uh, it, I don't think necessarily that was thought at the beginning, but it certainly is used now for children. And, uh, but you know, our brains change too. And I've mentioned that uh, social media, video games, those kinds of things, if I had men here, I'd really deal with the video game thing. It is a stronger addiction than heroin. It's been proven to be so. And that's why you know, well, I'm not going to have as much social media. Um, ooh, that's going to be harder than you think because you like the likes. You like the false affirmations. Uh, it's sort of, a, it is addictive. And so you lose a lot of time and, or maybe it's other things along that line. So we have to be very careful. Are we really set on being purposeful about our life? Are we really wanting to do God's will? If so, we can, you know, honestly, uh, and my wife and my, my life, we have just put aside all social media because we just, it can be used. I'm not saying it's totally evil, but I see too much of what, I mean, I've got too much to do <laughs> and I can communicate other ways. There are legitimate ways that you can communicate and I do not let myself just sit down and watch for three hours a, a movie or something. There are some good ones that are edifying and godly there's about two, I think, uh, but uh, uh, but there. So please understand, I'm not trying to be uh, extreme, but you know, I have to deal with this. This consumes our life today. Don't let your children get their brains changed. I do not, do not, do not put cell phones into their hands as teenagers, younger teenagers. And uh, you know, somehow kids were safe before they had cell phones. You know, uh, and things like that. So I know that I'm being very radical on this, but I see little three-year-olds and it totally changes their brain to three. And the little iPads and all and so forth. Well, I didn't mean to get off on that, but I'm glad I had an excuse. Because I'm telling you, I'm not giving you the half of it. I could make you so discouraged with statistics right now. Uh, it's just, it's incredible. And, and our, 
our, this young generation is not prepared for life at all. But unfortunately, it's really killing, uh, it's killing really the Gen X generation down has really been, and then my generation has been very much influenced by it too. So listen, as believers, we are not of this world and sometimes we just, even though technology, I'm using it right now, you know, I got it right here uh, for my notes. Um, it's, it, it's a big help, but it's also a huge danger. And some things we just have to make the hard decision. So, all right, guarding, excuse me, guarding your time. <clears throat> Start to speak and then you're about to cough at the same time. That comes off pretty strong there. All right, um, procrastination, oh yes. Do it right now or at the right time. Um, it putting something off that you know you should do. Just, uh, I'm telling you, procrastination will just, and it weighs on you, you have anxiety, you know you're not getting accomplished what you need to get done, and then all kinds of urgent things that are not important. Remember, it's what's important that matters, not what. See, important things often are put off. The urgent things, which are much less important, are dominating, and therefore we're not getting done the big things that we ought to get done. And so to redeem the time, you've got to have a high priority list and do it, and thoroughly do it, and just get a hold of yourself and have a, a, a really good um, covenant with yourself that when you've determined to do something important, you do it, and you do it at the time you're supposed to do it you will find you'll have much more confidence in your life. You will feel much better. If you constantly, anxiety comes from procrastination. Now, if you don't have a plan, then you're feeling like you're procrastinating on everything. For instance, I have some important things that I'm gonna do, but I know I'm not gonna do them today, so I'm not worried about it. But I am gonna do them in two days, okay, or three days, or whatever. And so I'm totally at peace about that, but I gotta do it on the day that I plan to do it. And procrastination is very important. And that just goes right into poor planning and scheduling. Uh, you'll be under anxiety if you do not have a, a passion to serve the Lord and then to make the most important things. You notice how she's repeating herself in this final chapter here. I'm just going right through the chapter. And, um, and so uh, uh, it's so important to plan. And... Um, and then you've got to ask for wisdom about people that are not on your plan for the day. Now you need to include the important people in your life uh, in your plan, your family, your ministry, obviously you know, key relationships that you have. It's great to have a plan knowing when you're going to do that. However, um, people will come into your life, uh, obviously, and so you've got to be walking with the Lord and have wisdom to know what needs to distract you and what you need to um, be able to, to do in, in handling that properly. Many times somebody wants to get with you, or, or, but it's not a crisis, it's not a, a thing. If you're, you know, maybe responsible for them. You can tell them they're going to do it at another time. But unless it's a crisis, you need to stick with your plan as much as you can. And that takes wisdom. Now, some of you have little people. They sort of, um, do they encroach on your schedule? Yeah, they, I have found that when I, 
had little people, and at times I, I have a slew of little people around here uh, that uh, I sometimes take care of, and um, it never goes as planned. You know, they, they just don't seem to get the, the priority um, and planning. And, um, and so you've got to have wisdom to not ignore them, to meet their legitimate needs. On the other hand, teach them to be respectful and to be under their own schedule and to follow it. So you need real wisdom how to minimize people interruptions without neglecting legitimate relationships. And there will be times in which you have divine appointments, but you need to stop and say, Lord, how do I handle this right now? And um, what I have found, sometime a person needs to talk to me. It's not an extreme emergency, but that person's important. But I've got, at that moment, a higher priority situation that I've got to deal with. And so what I do is, the best thing you can do is say, all right, I really want to get with you. Why don't we do that th at this time? Or let's work that out. Or uh, maybe send me an email on that, and then I'll get back to you. In other words, make a provision to show them that you are, they are important to you, but you can't just be de uh, totally dominated by distractions. That's a hard one, isn't it? It's really a hard one. And the more, though, you are in control and with your children, get them into a good schedule, the better off you're going to be on that. And then delegation, not delegating appropriately. Uh, remember, one of the best things you can do when you have children growing up is to age appropriate and for the right purpose of developing them, delegate so that they can learn to manage their own lives and their own families and they can learn skills uh, within the home and understand what needs to be done and uh, proper delegation within the home. Obviously, you can't delegate much to a two-year-old. Uh, that can be a bit disastrous. Uh, but there are things you can delegate to a four-year-old, five-year-old, six-year-old, uh, teenagers, but don't just dump work off on them. Delegate thoughtfully for their purpose and get them excited and praise them for what they've done and help them learn to be consistent. And you want, we, listen, one of the biggest problems because of the distracted adults is that um, uh, this generation is not prepared uh, to, to handle responsibility. And uh, we don't, it takes a lot of work. It's easier to do it yourself than to get somebody else to do it, to train them to do it. But you'll never develop your children unless you do that. And they need to, to learn to, do, to work hard, to have character, to follow a schedule. They need to learn how to read thoroughly. Um, I, have, I, I talked to the freshman today Basically, the course that I'm teaching, I taught 24 years ago. And that generation of students, there was about 12 in that class, they all aced the class. Now, there's just a small handful that will ace the class. And it's all we can do to get students through. And I would say, in some ways, these students are sharper than the ones that we had at that time but there's a difference in generation. That was the end of the Gen X generation and uh, before the, um, the baby boomer, uh, not my baby boomer, that's my generation, the, um, oh come on, the millennial generation. And of course, most of them in here are the uh, Genzer uh, generation. And there is a difference. And you know what, it's not them, it's the lack of parenting on the part of parents in developing them. 
You know, isn't it terrible that kids have to struggle when they wouldn't need to if they could have learned earlier on? So delegation can really solve a lot of your problems, but develop your children and develop others. Like for instance, if you're a leader of a Bible study, get other people involved. You know, utilize uh, uh, the opportunity to develop people. And so that's, uh, she brings that up. And so I think that's a very important thing. And um, it's interesting. One of her points was don't waste time on junk mail and newspapers. And I'm thinking, boy, that you can date the book because uh, uh, that's really not, I don't think, it, maybe, maybe there's a lady in here, and I won't ask you who, uh, that struggles with junk mail addiction, but uh, I would say most of uh, it's junk stuff on the technology. Uh, and uh, so it's sort of funny when I read that. But you know, by the way, one thing that you ought to never do, and this isn't as common as it used to be, but don't surf the web. It's a dangerous thing to do, by the way. Um, don't go down a YouTube uh, list. Unless you've got a purpose for technology. I got off on it again, I'm sorry. But I'm telling you, it's a time waster. You can be just goofing around, half hour later, oh, what am I doing? And so I mean, that's just, a, I've just cut that out, and I have for years. I mean, you just can't. You've got to be in control of your life, and the people around you really need you to be careful in that regard. And, um, okay, and uh, so I think that is really important. Then I appreciate she ended, and I'll just quickly, but this is very important. Pray, 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 pray. Walk with God. And um, she has a list at the end of the book, prayer for living out God's plan. Pray over your priorities. Lord, what is your will for me at this time in my life? Plan through your priorities. Lord, what must I do today to accomplish your will? Prepare a schedule based on your priorities. Lord, when should I do the things that live, uh, that live out these priorities today? Uh, Proceed to implement your priorities. Lord, thank you for giving me your direction for today. Purpose to check your progress. Lord, I only have a limited time left in my day. What important tasks do I need to focus on for the remainder of the day? Prepare for tomorrow. Lord, how can I better live out your plan for me tomorrow? And praise God at the end of the day. It's a good little list. And if you can follow that, uh, that's a blessing. So I appreciate this study. And uh, so let's redeem the time, for the days are evil. Next week, we're going to talk about the glorious reality. Did you know every one of you, if you're a believer, is a child of God? And you can actually live the life of Christ. That is really exciting. That's the power that makes this happen. That's the engine that allows you to manage. Because Jesus perfectly managed his life. And when Jesus is being lived out in our lives, we can manage our lives. It's, it's not your personality, your strengths, your ability, your background. It is really walking with God and learning and growing and seeing the power of the Holy Spirit overcome your natural tendencies. So we're going to be looking at that in detail, and I think it will be a help to you.